Hello and welcome to another episode of the KPL Podcast. I'm your host, Jagisha Patel, and with me is Ryan Trinkard. Today we're going to be doing something a little different. The library staff have recorded a story for you. It is titled The Library Carol, loosely based on The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Enjoy! The Library Carol. Dave One. Donate books? Bah humbug. Once upon a time, in a galaxy nearby in the small city of Kirkwood, there lived a rich, grizzled, and gray man. He was a gatherer of sorts. The man collected information, books, and knowledge. The most valuable treasure of all. He collected, he hoarded, but he didn't share. Knowledge cannot belong to just anyone. Should never be shared. Only a select few should be allowed near something so valuable. Ebenezer Scrooge would rather let the bookworms eat his books than share their knowledge. One cold night on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat examining his most recent haul of books and scrolls. The city clock struck three, but it was quite dark already. The gloom hung over the day, not allowing any sunshine through. Scrooge didn't mind. He surrounded himself with his books, ignoring the outside world. The door to his office stood open. He kept a close eye on his assistant, Bob Cratchit. Scrooge wouldn't allow even one piece of knowledge out. It stayed with him. His friend Marley had felt the same way. Sometimes Scrooge missed Marley. She'd been dead seven years now. They spent many nights discussing all that they had collected over the years. Titles like, I am C-3PO, The Splendid and the Vile, Our Darkest Night, Clap When You Land, Sharko and Hippo, and countless more, but neither shared titles with anyone outside their circle. Who would bother me now? Don't they have a job? Good day, sir. The tall burly man stood on his doorstep holding out his hand. Scrooge ignored the outstretched hand. What do you want? I am a busy man. I'm with the Order of the Filaments. Merry Christmas, sir. The man's cheer grated on Scrooge's nerves. What do you want? Scrooge repeated. I'm looking for a donation of books. How many could I put you down for? None. But sir... Books should not be shared or donated. Why not? Everyone should have access to knowledge. I have collected these books myself traveled long and far, working hard to gain the knowledge I have. You expect me to give it all away to charity? No, but it is the season of giving and sharing. Knowledge must be passed on for it to grow. Kiss me, kilts. The man pulled a face and said, Wrong Scrooge. Ack me money bin? Nope, that's the same wrong Scrooge. Bah, humbug. Scrooge shut the door in the man's face. The man shouts, That's the one! What a waste of my time. Free books, what nonsense. Scrooge muttered to himself as he resumed his work. A couple of hours later, Scrooge stood, stretching his arms. I suppose you'll want the entire day off tomorrow. He said to his assistant, If it's not too inconvenient, Bob said. 
It is very inconvenient. If I don't give it to you, you'll feel abused. Well, it's only once a year, sir. It's an excuse to pick a man's pocket. Be here all the earlier the day after tomorrow. Cratchit went off to his family. Scrooge walked home alone. Stave 2. Marley's Ghost. At midnight, Scrooge set aside his book and climbed into bed. The wind howled, rattling the windows. Scrooge shook off a shiver. He looked around. He couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched. It was ridiculous, of course. He was alone in his house. Earlier, when he arrived at his front door, he thought he saw his old friend Marley. It couldn't have been Marley, though. She was long dead. Suddenly, he heard the rattling of chains. At first, the sound was faint, but it grew louder and louder until the ghost appeared in Scrooge's face. He startled and fell back onto his pillow. Scrooge steadied the face. Boo! No, it can't be. You're not real. Scrooge scrunched his eyes shut and pulled the covers over his head. I can still see you. Beetlejuice! 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 Said Scrooge. He waited, hoping the words had done the deed. He slowly lowered the covers and peeked between his fingers. It worked. She was gone. Scrooge sighed deeply, relief coursing through him. Wrong ghost, dummy! Ah! Scrooge's heart leapt out of his chest. You can't get rid of me this easily, Scrooge. You're not real. It's indigestion. Ah! Mercy, ghost, why are you haunting me? Don't you recognize me? Scrooge studied the specter. There was something familiar about her. Goodness. Is that you, Molly? Ah, oh, you remember. Her translucent body sagged. The energy zapped out of her. Please sit. Scrooge gestured toward the chair. He didn't know what else to do. How did one entertain your old friend's ghost? The chains around Marley's limbs rattled as she settled into the chair. Scrooge studied the chains, not understanding their purpose. I am here to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. What fate is that? Scrooge asked reluctantly. His body shook with fear, even though he knew Marley. He was still talking to a ghost. I walk the earth night and day, no end in sight. But why? Marley ignored his question. You will be haunted by three spirits. Scrooge wasn't really listening, his eyes glued to the chains. Are you listening, Ebenezer? Is this the escape you spoke of? It is. Scrooge didn't want any part of this. He must be having a nightmare. No, thanks. I'm all good. You can't say no. They will be here tomorrow. The first at one, the second at two, and the third at three. She held up her fingers as she spoke. Scrooge followed each finger with his eyes. 
sinking deeper into his bed. Marley finished speaking, floated to the window and leapt out. She left Scrooge brimming with questions. Wait, don't go. I, I have so many questions. What, what did you think of where the crawdads sing? Have you read Crazy Rich Asians? What of the vanishing half? I, I must know. Marley disappeared into the fog, gone. Scrooge returned to his bed. Um, buh. He started to say, but then stopped himself. Marley's words disturbed him, but he drifted off to sleep. We'll be right back with my journey with the spirits after this important announcement from our sponsor. What's wrong, honey? Oh, I wish I could impress the ladies at Bridge Club with the average age of U.S. video game players in 2020. I can help with that. The leading group at 38% is gamers between the ages of 18 and 34. Statista, what are you? That's easy. I'm statistics, consumer survey results, and industry studies from over 22,500 sources and on over 60,000 topics on the Internet's leading statistics database. The best part? You have access to this wealth of information via your Kirkwood Public Library card. Good, Statista. But you could have used the door. <laughs> Statista, access it at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org today. Stave three. The clock struck one. The curtains to his bed were pushed aside by a white hand. Terror skittered up Scrooge's spine. No, please, no. He whispered, but the ghost paid him no mind. With the curtains pushed aside, the ghost waited. Scrooge's eyes widened as he took in the translucent figure before him. Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? Asked Scrooge. I am. Who and what are you? I am the ghost of past readers. Long past? Your past. Now rise and walk with me. The ghost wrapped a hand around Scrooge's arm, leading him to the window. I am mortal. I will fall. You'll be safe enough. As the words were spoken, they passed through the wall and stood inside the Fizzywick comic shop. A young boy sat on the floor, flipping through a Spider-Man comic. Oh, goodness. You recognize it? Recognize it? This was my second home. That's me over there on the floor. Scrooge said as he looked around. Why have you brought me here? This was the start. Those comics started you on your reading journey. Scrooge remembered the excitement he felt every time he entered the tiny shop, always looking forward to the next installment of his beloved comics. Good old Fezziwig. Gave me the extra copies that didn't sell from the previous week. He never asked for payment. He knew I couldn't pay. Let us continue to another day in the past. This time, they were in a classroom. Scrooge, still a young boy, stood reading a passage from Great Expectations. I was the youngest boy in the class, but I could read the passage better than my older classmates. It was because of the comics I could easily read Dickens. Come, 
My time is running out, and I have one more thing to show you before we go back to the future. They stood outside in a park. Scrooge watched himself as a young man speaking to a woman. You don't care for me. If you hadn't made a promise years ago, you wouldn't even speak to me. We are no longer equals in your eyes, said the young woman to the younger Scrooge. What do you want from me? I want to learn. Is that too much to ask? Yes, learning is not for everyone. Knowledge is power. With great power comes great responsibility. You must find your own way as I found mine. The older Scrooge ducked his head, realizing the hypocrisy of his words. He hadn't found his own way. Many had helped him along his way. Spirit, remove me. I can't bear this. He was brought back to his bed, and he fell into an exhausted sleep. Stay four. The spirit of present readers. The clock struck two. Scrooge heard something outside his bedchamber. Someone was playing a piano? Scrooge didn't own a piano. Scrooge opened the door and stood in a book warehouse. Every wall lined with books as far as he could see. Come in, come in, and know me better, man. I am the spirit of present readers. Scrooge tentatively entered the cavernous room. His footsteps echoed on the floor. The spirit, she smiled at Scrooge and twirled in circles around him, waving a fairy wand. Her long red hair smacked him in the face. Ouch! Squeaked Scrooge, face stinging. You have never seen the likes of me before? No, I can't say that I have. Scrooge said with a straight face. The ghost of present reader stopped her twirling to study Scrooge before she moved any closer. Conduct me as you will, spirit. What have you to show me? Eager are you? Hold on to my coat and we shall begin. Scrooge blinked and they stood in the living room of someone's tiny home. Bob Cratchit entered through the front door greeted by a chorus of his children, including the sickly Tim. He shuffled behind his brothers and sisters. Bob carried the boy to his chair by the fireplace. What is the matter with the boy? Scrooge asked. The spirit shrugged. Shouldn't you know? Bob works for you. Scrooge furrowed his brow. Did Bob tell him the reason? He couldn't remember. The medical books. Bob wanted to read Scrooge's medical books, but he wouldn't allow it. How was your day, father? Tim asked. The boy is in pain, but he asks about his father's day. Tim never complains. He's accepted his fate. What do you mean, accepted his fate? What fate is that? The spirit doesn't answer right away. She shakes her head, and the smile drops from her face. The boy will not be here at this time next year. Mrs. Cratchit came out of the kitchen. Not today, Bob said, before she even asked her daily question. Dinner's ready, she said, trying to hide her disappointment. Everyone scampered to the table, but Mrs. Cratchit held Bob back. Oh, before you start, I didn't ask Scrooge for more information, Bob said. He has the books. Why is he so against sharing the information? It could save Tim's life. Bob wrapped an arm around his wife's shoulder. I have faith he will. Mr. Scrooge isn't a bad man. 
Someone needs to knock some sense into the old fool. Hoarding knowledge and not sharing it? Oh, now don't fret, dear. We'll be okay. Let us enjoy today and this wonderful feast you have prepared for us. Tomorrow, tomorrow we will worry about Tim. Fine, but don't expect me to drink to Scourge's health. That I cannot stomach. I will be up half the night with indigestion. Take me home, spirit. Instantly, they were back inside Scrooge's bedroom. Scrooge slumped in his bed, running over the Cratchit's predicament. Did he have a possible cure for Tiny Tim somewhere in his books? Suddenly, two scrawny children climbed on his bed, both looking bedraggled, meager, and yellowed. Their skin should have pink tones of youth, but theirs was tinted with age. Spirit, are these children yours? Scrooge was so horrified by their appearance, he couldn't bear to look at them. No, they belong to you. Me? That cannot be! They are ignorance and want, something you have created with your hoarding of books and knowledge. But, but I am a learned man. That is not enough. The spirit faded away. Ignorance and want hissed at Scrooge and disappeared with the spirit clutching her coat. Before Scrooge meets the third spirit, a word from our sponsor. I'm bored. I need something to entertain me and ignite my imagination. I have the perfect solution for you. I don't believe it. What could cure my boredom, entertain, and capture my imagination? A Kirkwood Public Library card. <laughs> One little card? Really? This one little card opens a whole world of books, magazine, databases, movies, music, so much more. Wow! That's amazing. But what's it gonna cost me? Nothing. Nothing? Not a cent. It's free. Just call 314-821-5770 and ask for a library card. Or visit kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org and sign up. If you do it soon, I'll throw in access to Ancestry.com, Statista, Creative Bug, and Mango Languages. I'm calling now to get my Kirkwood Public Library card. Now for the thrilling conclusion of the Library Carol. Stay five. The spirit of readers yet to come. The clock struck three. Scrooge heard the chimes of his clock, but he refused to rise. The words of the last spirit echoed in his mind. He'd had enough. Suddenly, Scrooge was dragged out of his bed by people dressed in black swat. Their faces were covered with black masks. Ebenezer Scrooge, you have broken law 451 of the city code, said a voice. I don't even know what that law is. Who allowed you permission to enter a private residence? They entered on my behalf. A figure in black appeared out of the thin air, pointing her bony finger to her chest. Who, who, who are you? Scrooge stammered. I am the spirit of readers yet to come. The figures in black dragged him down the stairs, out his front door. Outside were more people holding flamethrowers, burning piles of books. They hit Scrooge's warehouse of books with flamethrowers, 
I'm burning the building and all of its contents. Wait, no, stop! Those aren't my books! You have no right! Scrooge tried to take away the flamethrowers, but the figures never moved. The law says we do. But why would you burn books? As you said, knowledge should not be shared. This is to prevent temptation. If there are no books, no one will be tempted to share knowledge. No, please no. I have to save Tim. Save Tim? You? Ha! <laughs> it's too late. Tim died years ago. You never saved him. When Bob begged for your help, you fired him. Scrooge dropped to the floor at her words. What have I done? The two figures in black that dragged him out of his house removed their mask. Hello, Hello father. father. They chimed together. Who? Scrooge stared at the male and female. It's us! Don't you recognize us? Ignorance and want! No! Scrooge screamed as he scrambled on the ground, trying to get away from his creations. Ignorance and want picked up the flamethrowers and set Scrooge's house on fire. Tears rolled down Scrooge's face. Next, Ignorance and want picked up Scrooge and tossed him into his burning house. No! Scrooge jolted awake as he landed on the floor, his legs tangled in his bedsheets. He looked around, surprised by his surroundings, and clambered to his window. You there, boy! What day is today? Today? Why, it's Tuesday, sir. Uh, yes, um, that's right. I still have time. The future can be changed. It's not too late. Ebenezer Scrooge quickly changed his clothes and went in search of the gentleman from the Order of the Filaments. He donated hundreds of books to the organization. The following day, he gave Cratchit access to his medical books, and after a few days of searching, they found the answer to Tim's illness. Scrooge took Tim under his wing and sent him books daily. With the help of the Order of the Filaments, he turned his warehouse into a library that welcomed everyone. He was the first, and soon many others followed his example, and libraries popped up all over the country. Law 451 was never passed. The end. Please note, no books were harmed in the creation of our podcast episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed the library, Carol. Enjoy your holidays, and Happy New Year. Ryan and I will be back in 2021.